When you mention the letters XT in reference to Subaru, most people rightfully think of the Legacy and Forester XT turbo models. But before the term XT was used to describe faster versions of regular passenger Subarus, it was actually its very own model, a model that played a pivotal role in Subaru becoming the company it is today. In today's special episode of the Religion of Speed podcast, we are starting a two-part series on the Subaru Coupes that time forgot. Back in the early 1980s, Subaru had an image issue. While their cars were known as reliable workhorses, the general reception of the automaker was far from glorious. When describing Subaru, most journalists back then used words like ugly duckling and utilitarian to describe the automaker's products. They did have the Brat. That was quirky and unique, but not very exciting. And also being so niche, the Brat wasn't a vehicle that could fetch a lot of money. See, in the 1980s, the American market was just starting to warm up to the idea of higher-end Japanese cars, and Subaru's no-frills offerings were not going to win them any of that up-and-coming market share. So Subaru decided to do something very strange. They decided to design the most aerodynamic sports coupe on the market and pack it with all the latest and greatest technology. In the trendy yet conservative auto industry, Subaru has always marched to a different drum. No car exemplifies the spirit of independence more than the XT Coupe. It certainly isn't like any Subaru before, or for that matter, any other car for the masses that we know of. Thus was born the Subaru XT, or as it was known in Japan, the Alcyone. That name, Alcyone, may seem like just another strange Japanese car name, but it actually holds a lot of meaning behind it. You may have noticed the Subaru badge containing six stars. This symbolizes the Pleiades star cluster, or as it's known in Japan, the Subaru star cluster. The Pleiades also have another name, the Seven Sisters, based on the ancient Greek mythos of the daughters of Atlas and Pleione. Alcyone was one of those daughters, and is also the name of the brightest star in the cluster, which is symbolized by the largest star on the Subaru logo. If you are now wondering why there are not seven stars on the Subaru logo for the Seven Sisters, that is because of the Lost Pleiade. At some point in history, it seems one of the dimmer stars was lost, or at least became harder to see with the naked eye, but the name stuck. The six stars also serve another purpose, as to symbolize the merger of the companies that became Fuji Heavy Industries, Subaru's parent company. When Fuji Heavy Industries was getting ready to start manufacturing cars in the 1950s, it was their CEO at the time, Kenji Kita, that named the company Subaru, which he described as a name that he had been cherishing in his heart. So as you can see, the decision to name their new flagship car, the Alcyone, was not a small one. This car was meant to be the brightest burning Subaru, the car that could lead the charge of the revitalization of a brand that until now had been under the radar. But could the Alcyone XT carry the weight of the whole company on its back, just as Alcyone's father Atlas once had done for the whole celestial world? A lot of unflattering metaphors were tossed around about past Subarus, blind dates with great personalities, swans that never grew up, but the all-new Subaru sedan and XT Coupe are a pair of dramatic, if late, bloomers. Subaru knew it needed to make a splash. It couldn't just come out with an also-brand sports coupe. At the same time, they knew they didn't really have the engineering to come up with a true sports car. 
which led the design of the car down a very strange path. The history of the design decisions that led to the XT are kind of a mystery, but we do know that the overall design was overseen by Tetsuya Hayashi. Hayashi later went on to be one of the co-designers of the GC Impreza, which proved to be possibly the most important Subaru product ever made. Hayashi's overall design and the general goal of the XT project seemed to be a technology-packed sports coupe that was capable of being driven in even the harshest of conditions, even off-road. At the time, there were no other cars like that on the market, this close competitor maybe being the Audi Quattro Coupe. It almost seems like exterior designer Kiyoshi Sujimoto didn't get the memo about the off-road part. Sujimoto designed an exterior body that was pure 80s wedge sports car. In fact, there may never have been a more wedged car. The Subaru XT literally looks like somebody took a doorstop and put wheels in a cockpit on it. That is not to say the design was bad or simple. In fact, it seems pure in a way, a perfect example of how early aerodynamics looked. And aerodynamic it was. From its nearly period-mandatory pop-up headlights on its very low-slung front end, thanks to the low profile of the Boxster engine, of course, to its high, flat trunk lid, and with little details like flush door handles, tire air deflectors, and a single hideaway wiper blade, the XT was one of the most aerodynamic cars when it came to market, at least in terms of coefficient of drag, which clocked in at a scant 0.29, equivalent to a first-gen Prius. This body looked like nothing Subaru had made before, and they knew it, priming the market for this upheaval with ads like this. You remember when you were my age, Dad? Come on, Dad, you understand what I mean. You know, it's my first car. It's your money, son. But if you want my advice, buy another Subaru. It's been good to us. Sure, Dad. Thought we agreed you'd buy a Subaru. But Dad, I did. It's worth noting that Sujimoto went on to become the chief general manager of all of Subaru's design department. He also never seemed to have dropped the idea of a Subaru sports coupe that could do it all, later going on to be the lead designer of the Subaru B11S concept, which looks like an RX-8 and a B9 Tribeca had an intimate night together, and was touted as a car that could conquer the world. He was also pivotal in the development of the Legacy, the other car that competes for the title of world's most important Subaru. The interior design of the XT was just as bonkers. Led by designer Hiroshi Yako, the interior was pure fighter jet inspired. Fuji Heavy Industries also had their hands in building aircraft, and it shows in the XT's interior. Saab may have been born from jets, but the XT was simply pretending to be one. The first and most pronounced feature that exemplifies this is the joystick-inspired shifter, with its missile-launch four-wheel drive button on top in red. Early Subarus did not have the symmetrical all-wheel drive found on their modern counterparts. Most were front-wheel drive, with on-the-fly four-wheel drive activation. Every fighter pilot also needs their controls at their fingertips at all times, and Subaru did not disappoint there either. On either side of the strange steering wheel with its asymmetric L-shaped spokes were a set of button pods controlling everything from the lights, the ride height, and even the climate control. To make sure those controls were always at your fingertips, even with the tilting and telescoping wheel, the whole gauge cluster and controls moved with the steering wheel. In a time before steering wheel controls were really a thing, the XG's control layout was a quite novel approach on how to keep people's hands on the wheel. 
that Dash also had one of the craziest digital gauge clusters to come out of the 80s. With a vanishing point orange display showing the car driving off into the sunset, the XT's gauges were not the easiest thing to read, but they did act as a perfect example of a style that would in recent years become known as Outrun style. Walking up to this spaceship looking car and getting into the deep bucket seats, one would be forgiven if you thought you were getting into an Italian sports car. Unfortunately, this is where Subaru's pedestrian past caught up to them. There are many reasons the XT never really caught on. The biggest one most likely comes down to the powertrain under that fancy body. At the time of release, Subaru didn't have many choices when it came to engines. In fact, they had only two. The EF three-cylinder found in the Justy and the EA Boxster engine. The EA had been Subaru's workhorse for a long time by that point. In fact, the EA engine was the second automobile engine they developed way back in 1966. It seems Subaru has a history of holding on to engine designs. I'm calling you out, EJ. The EA engine started life in 1966 as a one-liter pushrod engine making a whopping 55 horsepower. For the new XT, though, the EA grew a second camshaft and got rid of the pushrods going to a single overhead cam configuration. With the better flowing heads installed and the displacement bump to a reasonable 1.8 liters, the EA82 managed to squeeze out 97 horsepower and 103 foot-pounds of torque which by 1985 standards wasn't terrible for a 1.8, but still not good for a car as sporty looking as the XT. Also available was the EA82T, which retained the turbo from the last generation pushrod EA81T. Even with 7 PSI boost being forced into the engine, the EA82T only made 113 horsepower, but did get a significant torque bump to 143. Part of the reason for this minuscule bump in power, almost in defiance of boost, was the fact that the compression in the turbo model was lowered to an incredibly small 7.7 to 1. The ancient computer controls at the time just could not control the fuel well enough to safely allow for higher compression ratio. Not to mention, the fuel at the time in the 80s wasn't exactly that great. The lack of power wasn't the only performance issue with the XT. Since Subaru had decided from the beginning the XT would be a vehicle that could tackle any terrain, that meant the XT rode high, and was also equipped with air ride suspension to make it go even higher if that was ever wanted. This led to handling that was completely unsports car like. There seemed to be a disconnect between how the XT looked and how it drove. It's as if the new Subaru Crosstrek was given the STI body treatment, but retained its dull powertrain. All of this technology was impressive at the time especially from a company that was up till then known for basic cars. Unfortunately, it seemed completely unfocused, and as such, failed to find a client base. Add on to this a price tag, which came in at a large $13,500, which is about $33,000 in today's money, and that nearly guaranteed the XT to flop. That may not seem like much money, but cars back then were just cheaper. That price tag is nearly $2,000 more than what a fully loaded IROC Z Camaro would cost you. And that at least got you 190 horsepower, even if it did take three times the engine displacement. 
But while its striking design and tons of technology have always promised great things, its weak engine and economy car suspension have failed to deliver. So Subaru has given the car a new engine, a new front suspension, and a slightly altered name, the XT6. To be fair to Subaru though, they did take all that criticism and attempt to correct it. In 1988, Subaru unveiled the XT6. But instead of the EA82T motor, the XT6 came with an all new engine, the ER27, which is a 2.7 liter flat six. The ER27 is actually very special for many reasons. First, it was Subaru's first six cylinder engine. Second, it was the first Subaru engine to classify its engine displacement in the name, a tradition they have kept since. Third, it was only produced for three years and only installed in the XT6. And fourth, it was the first Subaru engine ever that exceeded the 2000cc engine limit in Japan, meaning the XT6 was technically classified as a luxury car in Japan. Now for all intents and purposes, the ER27 was just an EA82 with two extra cylinders. And while it did have many upgraded parts, and even some unique parts, the two engines were nearly identical. To cope with this larger engine, and to help cure the soggy handling, the suspension was beefed up with stiffer springs and shocks, and bigger wheel bearings with 5 lug hubs. Possibly the first time Subaru had used 5x100 bolt pattern that Subaru owners know all too well. These changes certainly helped the XT in the performance department. The XT could sprint to 62 seconds faster than its Turbo 4 counterpart, Two seconds seems like a lot until you realize the XT6 still took 9.8 seconds to get there. Oh man, how times have changed. The XT6's quarter mile time was even more abysmal. 17 flat at 74 miles an hour. Not everything in the XT6 was an improvement though. In order to fit the larger six cylinder engine, Subaru switched to a power steering system that used an electric pump instead of a traditional belt driven one. This is a common thing to see in many newer cars, but was practically unheard of in the 80s. While the system did work, it would tend to not provide enough pressure for quick slalom-like maneuvers and used a proprietary power steering fluid that you could only get through Subaru. People that have retained their XTs through the years have learned to call this power steering fluid liquid gold. Subaru tried its best to promote this refreshed XT and improve sales. It even went as far as to secure a deal to be the car given to the MVP of Super Bowl 22 and 23. In Super Bowl 22, MVP Doug Williams of the Washington Redskins had some nice things to say about the car, but it proved to be a little too compact for the 6'4", 225-pound quarterback. He quotes, I drove it for about six months. Then I signed it over to my brother, who probably drove it for eight years. I wish Subarus were as big back then as they are now. The MVP of Super Bowl 23, Jerry Rice, had less nice things to say about the car. In his acceptance speech, he was quoted as saying, I want to thank Subaru for the car, but uh, I've got so many cars now that I don't know what I'm going to do with a Subaru. Maybe I'll give it to my mom. She'll get a kick out of a Subaru. It was reported that the Subaru executives on the field were less than pleased with Rice's acceptance speech. Also, side note. Apparently, Jerry Rice drove a Z31 300ZX back in college, so that's cool. Even with all these improvements and all this press, sales of the XT practically ground to a halt. Part of that reason may have been the inflated price tag towards the end of its lifespan to an enormous $17,500. 
The car was also never able to find a demographic. It was trying to do too many things all at once, meaning it wasn't really good at any of them. By the time production ended in 1991, which is a good long run, all things considered, the XT had only sold a total of 98,918 units. Surprisingly, sales in Japan only came in at 8,170, meaning this is one of the rare Japanese cars that are more common in the States than in Japan. And I don't want anyone driving my XT while I'm away. You understand. The new Subaru XT6 has a powerful six-cylinder engine, computerized full-time four-wheel drive, and a design which makes it hard to resist. Subaru XT6, the Sport Magazine Super Bowl MVP award. While the Subaru XT never did end up making quite the splash that Subaru had hoped, its development still shaped the future of the company in very large ways. The addition of Tetsuya Hayashi and Kiyoshi Sugimoto to the company led to the development of two of the vehicles that would finally, after many years, help Subaru into the spotlight. The focus on turbocharging to increase engine output was one that Subaru had continued to pursue and led to so many rally victories. Even little things like using engine displacement in the engine code are things that have continued on since the XT. The Subaru XT is a perfect example of the idea that just because you fail doesn't mean good doesn't come of it. Sometimes those failures lead us to our future successes. Without the XT, Subaru would most likely not be the prosperous company that it is today. Next episode, we will be continuing our stories of the lost Subaru Coupes with the story of the XT's successor, the slightly better known SVX. SVX.